Now, we are about to talk about superannuation because none of us like to dwell too long on our own mortality, do we? But we are all going to die. Unfortunately, that's the fact of life. The question is what we leave to our loved ones when we do. And many of us have occupational superannuation or private superannuation funds, but we may not give sufficient attention to them. In the studio now to answer our questions on what happens to our super when the inevitable happens to us, we're joined by Andrew Andreev, Principal of Andreev Doman Lawyers. Andrew, nice to have you in the studio. Thank you. Good to be here. Why do we need to think about what happens to our superannuation, superannuation when we die? I mean, we've, many of us that are working automatically have super paid by our employers. We might not give it any thought at all. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Uh, superannuation is really where more and more people have got their wealth tied up these days. And people are also keeping their super in, or keeping their money in super for longer because there's obvious tax benefits associated with it. So really, you know, the chances of, of dying with money in super, I guess, only increase. And you really need to think about what's going to happen you know, if that event happened, um, including who's going to receive it and what are the tax consequences. So uh, if we have a will, does the will take care of our superannuation? Uh, not necessarily. A lot of people don't realise that they don't actually own their super. It's not an asset that they have in their in their personal name. It's actually held in a trust. So all super funds are a trust. Uh, and as such, the, the only people who can um, decide what happens is the trustee of that trust. And it's governed by superannuation law as well as the terms of that particular fund. So you'll only be able to deal with your super through your estate if it's actually paid to your estate. But it could be paid directly to somebody uh, dependent and not at, not necessarily go through your will. Right. So if we would like to treat our superannuation as a separate asset to the rest of our the goods and chattels that are going to form part of our estate, then we need to have a conversation with the trustee of our superannuation fund about who we want that money to go to. Do we have a broad option of who it goes to or are there only specific categories? Uh, there's only specific categories. So they have to be what's called a superannuation dependent and that's, that's set by statute. So it's basically your spouse, um, your children, uh, people who are financially dependent on you, um, people who you have a, a relationship of what's called financial interdependence, so somebody, you know, an elder relative or somebody who you're, you're living with. Um, so it's, and then finally, your estate. So it can actually pay to, be paid to the executor of your estate. Now, if it's paid to the executor of your estate, you can then really choose wherever you want to send it through your will. Um, so that's where you can then send it to so grandchildren or, or to somebody who, who isn't even a family member. We're talking about the law around superannuation and who gets the proceeds of it with Andrew Andreev. If you'd like to ask Andrew a question, give us a buzz now, 1300 222891 or you can SMS on 0467922891. So uh, the starting position you said is that the trustee of the super fund gets to decide who gets the superannuation, but we have to tell them who we want them to. So we have to nominate who we want to actually get those proceeds. That's right. Yeah, you don't have to, but there is a, there's provision made for you to make a nomination. There's actually two types of nominations you can make. You can make what's called a non-binding nomination, in which case you're basically just saying to the trustee, this is who I, I wish you to, to send the superannuation to. Or you can make what's called a binding nomination, and there's a few more formalities that go towards doing that. Um, but if you make that validly, then the trustee has to follow that direction. So you've effectively made a, a will for your super as such. Okay. So if you make it a binding nomination, then it must be paid to that person. That's correct. What yep. happens if you have nominated that person and say you're travelling in a car with that person and you both die? What then happens? Will it just revert to the estate? 
Uh, that's right. You can have a you can actually have depending on the super fund, you can have a binding nomination with sort of cascades down. So if the person that you've nominated as the first person um, to receive it isn't alive, or then it would go to someone else. Um, if nobody within the binding nomination is alive, then it falls back to the trustee's discretion, and in which case they can either send it to another superannuation dependent. So if you died with your spouse, they might send it directly to your children, or they could then send it to the executor of your estate, and then it would be dealt through through your will. Quite a few people are in their jobs for a long time and they might sign up with a super scheme when they start work and not revisit that super scheme for a long time. They may have even been married when they first signed yep. up, have divorced subsequently, repartnered, had children. Is it something that we, we do need to check on to make sure our nomination, oh, I guess, A, our initial nomination is still valid if we want it to be, mm-hmm. or B, that we've got the right person nominated? Yeah, that's right. It's something that you really schedule to, to think about, you know, probably every sort of three to five years or if there's any major change, um, getting married, getting divorced, having children, those sort of things. Um, I guess if you want to make a binding nomination for a, what's called a public offer fund, so you know your, your main sort of life and super companies, um, then it'll only be valid for a period of three years. So if you don't up, you know, refresh that binding nomination, then it effectively becomes a non-binding nomination, and it's it's back to it's just basically a statement of wishes for the trustee to follow. Right. So you have to make sure that when that period or before that period expires, you. That's right. Make another binding nomination. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Gee, well, that's something I've learned. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's going yes. to go down on my, that on my <laughs> hand when I speak to my super fund. Uh, David has given us a call from the Flinders. Good afternoon, David. Yeah, good afternoon. Yeah, I haven't got much. I've got a house and a lot of music and stuff. And um, I thought, well, I'm going to leave mine to nature. So there's a group in WA called the Australian Conservation Conservancy and they sent me a form. So do I need anything else than just a uh, from the bequeath form? Uh, yes, if you if you want to make sure that it's going to go there, it's really a two-step process. The, the first process is for you to direct your super fund to send your no, entitlement. To, oh, sorry, go on. Sorry, I haven't got any super. It's just what I own, like the house or... Oh, okay, right. Yeah, so it's in, within your estate, yeah. You know, in that, in that circumstance, um, you would just follow the directions that they've set out there and um, as long as it's clear that the legal entity that uh, you want to make that bequest to, um, then, then that should be fine. Yep. Oh, okay. Thanks, Great. David, for the call. Uh, Kate's called from Port Augusta. Hi, Kate. Hello there. Um, I have a question regarding superannuation and sometimes the insurance, uh, life insurance that is, is attached to it. I have uh, a son who is 27 and he's about to go overseas and I suggested to him that he may need to look into uh, the person that he's nominated for that. Now, does that mean that um, with the, the super, uh, the insurance is a, is a different um, uh, a different thing? Would, would somebody still get the insurance and not the superannuation? Can you help me with that one? Uh, yeah, I'm not too sure if, if uh, you're talking about having super in or, or outside, super, outside super, but if you've got the life policy within your super fund, as, as many funds provide that, that facility, um, then if, if the person dies, the proceeds from that life policy go into the super fund and then the normal rules apply. So if you have your binding nomination or your non-binding nomination, you can then send those proceeds from the super fund um, to where you want them to go. So, But if the life insurance policy is outside super, um, then it comes down to telling a life company uh, through way of a nomination um, who's, to, who's the beneficiary of that policy if it's not yourself. 
Andrew, I think we might have to do a part two right. on what happens to our <laughs> super because seriously, all we've really dealt with at the moment is um, that we have to be very clear about who we nominate and, yes. and who falls within those categories of nomination. What we haven't discussed are the tax implications yes. of who gets them, whether or not they someone can challenge where your super goes akin to you can have someone challenging a, a will and what Absolutely, happens to your yeah. state and the taxable uh, issues as well. So there are a few things that left in the air, but I'm, I understand that we're pretty much out of time today, but I'll just quickly go to a, a couple of issues that have been raised by SMS. Um, as a same-sex couple, have left everything to each other with a lawyer as executor. Does that automatically include super? Um, if the super was paid to the estate, it would. And that you can, you can also, um, a, a same-sex couple would also fall within the definition of spouse. Um, so the super fund could pay it directly to, to that partner as well. What about someone who's got super, says, I'm an only child and I'm childless and unmarried. Um, life should have it that I'll pass away after my parents, in which case, what happens to the super then? Uh, well, the super would, if there's no people who fall within a direct super dependent, then any super that's left over would go into your estate and then it would go to wherever, you know, the, the more distant family members that would receive the rest of your estate. Mm. Uh, David says, Deb, in 10 odd years, there'll be only two taxpayers per retiree. When that occurs, there'll be no super consequence for the living anyway. So <laughs> cheery <laughs> thought. Thanks for that, David. Well, look, um, I, I really appreciate you coming in, but I really do think with, when Michael gets back, you might need to do a part sure. two on the whole issue of super because it, 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 it's actually bigger than you topic. think it is. It, it is, is a yeah. huge and topic. And it affects everybody. It does. And mm. we don't even think about it because we just take it for granted as along with our annual leave or our other work entitlements, when really it is a significant asset Absolutely. that's just sitting there that we don't think about often. Well, Andrew, thank you at least for bringing Pleasure. it to our awareness, and I'm sure that Michael will follow up with you. Thank you. Thank you to Andrew Andreev, our lawyer, who is Principal of Andreev Doman Lawyers.